Welcome to Jewish Boy Calls His Mother. I'm your host, Sadia. This is my mother, Ima. Hey, Ima. Oh, my little sweetness. Hey, you know something I was thinking? We should have some sort of jingle, like introductory music. What do you say? Like some sort of, maybe I can come up with some sort of song I can compose. I was thinking about that. I tried that. I, th I think I tried to do an intro type of thing. I just, I'm not sure. I think I tried it once. And the thing is that like, it just took too long. And I just, I wanted to like play the music and have it fade out and it was too complicated. And I just, it felt like a headache, but I, I can try it. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm coming, oh, I'm going over to my piano right now. Okay. Uh-huh, let me think if I can, see if I can think of something expressive to fit the moment. This ah, magic yes. moment. Here we are. I think that's copywritten. Isn't that supposed to be something else? Was that Laura Hardy's theme or something? Da -da 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 -da. I think so. Yeah, that's Laura and Hardy, I think. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. I'm going to have to come up with something more, more expressive and appropriate. I mean, I was in high school, me and some friends were goofing around and we came up with some really like kind of funny songs. Oh yeah, like what? Okay, here's one of them. Dirty rotten bum, dirty rotten bum. Big fat stomach and face like scum. You no good dirty rotten, no good dirty rotten bum. Dirty DRB, that is the biggest jerk I ever did see. You no good, dirty rat, no good, dirty rat, and bum. Yay. <laughs> wow. Then there was another one we came up with. My baby wears combat boots. My baby wears combat boots. Ratty, 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 boop, 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 boop. My baby wears combat boots. I never understood that. I remember reading a Garfield comic and someone using it, it as an insult saying, your mother wears combat boots. Yeah, I, used to, I heard stuff like that. I don't know what the... <laughs> I, I don't know what that origin or what the point of that is. Well, I'm, when I used to teach in the inner city, I saw this one kid came up to another and to insult him. He said, your mother lives on welfare. <laughs> I don't know why that, why that was an insult, but the other kid got really mean and started beating him up. Oh, wow. Jeez Louise. Yeah, so apparently your mother wears combat boots is another way for telling somebody that their mother is ugly. <laughs> you know, what is it? You, you kids came up with the one about, um, uh, oh, that, I mean, um, you remember that song, You're Ugly, You're Ugly, Your Mama, your mama said, said You're Ugly, ugly. You're ugly. Don't, be don't, mad, be don't be mad, don't be sad. Uh, Chelsea Clinton is just as bad. I think that's what it was. <laughs> that was one of them, up. yeah. Yeah, yeah, you and your you and your brothers and sisters came up with that one. You sang it for Bobby Reen. That she thought yeah, was that, hysterical. That, that's we didn't make it up. That was like a common kids um, song that they they well, had. I thought you guys made it up. No, no, we here didn't I make give anything you all up. This, here I give you all this credit for your creativity, and you disappoint me. Ah, uh, yes, just a giant disappointment, aren't I? Um, <laughs> yeah, no. They, there was that one. There was also uh, there was um. Oh, shoot. Ah, uh, uh, shoot. Tic-tac. 
there's this, I don't know, there's this one song that was like a whole long thing of saying that your breath was, was bad and whatnot. It was just like, ah, uh, shoot, I'm, I'm forgetting it now. I don't know. It. Mm. I don't know. It. Oh, I forgot. Well, then then there's the one, what about um being so fat that your mother's so fat last time she wore a yellow raincoat. Somebody hollered, taxi, taxi. Oh, yeah. That's that was your mama joke. No, that's we did not come up with it. You're not, not come up with it. No. Again, how you disappoint th- me. How many things you think <laughs> we made up that we really we just like copied from somebody else? Aha, plagiarism. You plagiarize somebody else's jokes. My goodness gracious. <laughs> goodness gracious. Goodness gracious. Goodness gracious. Yeah. I saw on the family WhatsApp um, that uh, your sister forwarded somebody found uh, years ago. I don't know when it was. It was when Mayor Koch was the mayor of New York. They found a Saturday Night Live uh intro episode where um it was P- st patrick's day came out and the same day as poor i'm like it's coming out yeah. this year yeah that's exciting that was pretty I, that was pretty funny though the st patrick's day thing i'm trying to remember if we talked about this in the podcast but like did you didn't have anything for Purim when you were growing up did you yes well um being non-religious jews but we still we were affiliated with a synagogue that's known for being modern Orthodox in Baltimore, very old modern Orthodox synagogue. And my parents, um, they had some really nice children programs on Purim where they would have a puppet show. Uh, then they would give, we would, um, we, they wouldn't read the Megillah for the children because the children they felt were too young to sit through it, but they would have like a whole uh, puppet show presentation and then they would give us all out uh, humantation at the end. That was fun. And um, I remember one time uh, saying to a friend of mine, the adults would be upstairs listening to the Megillah reading. And the children would be downstairs for this really like, nice children's program. So one time I said to a friend of mine, let's go upstairs and see what's going on with the, you know, the, what the adults are doing. And I imagined, I thought I was going to see something like the adults were like, you know, shaking, you know, Rasha name, you know, the Raggers and um, making noises, maybe being dressed up in costumes. And to my shock, it was, it was a small group of men that were just sitting there quietly listening to the Megillah reading. And every time they mentioned Haman's name, they just very quietly started to uh, like shuffle their feet or kick their feet a little bit, like very, very boring. And we didn't, we heard about Shalakmanis, we knew what it was, but we didn't take it seriously. We didn't knew, know that people really did that. Yeah. And what I, but what I like about uh, the Shuls now is um, that from McGillar reading, I like the way Shuls today include the children and the kids are all dressed up and they, re- and you know, a lot of the adults are even dressed up and they really make it a lot of fun and very festive. Very different from when I was a kid. Um, I mean, I remember growing up with Purim you know, it was always just the most fun thing to do because everyone was happening, everything was going everywhere. You know, Purim Day, we drove all over town giving out shalakmanos. We didn't come back till like four o'clock in the afternoon. You come there and you like separate the goodies and be like, well, soda is this, you know, this thing, <laughs> peanuts is this, that is that. And it was just so much fun just to go around and like, you know, just giving all, all the shalakmanos and exchanging gifts and whatnot. And um, hearing Haman was great. I really enjoyed it, you know, like I had the, of course, everyone had, you know, the, the, the fire caps for the, um, for the guns. That was yep. always a delight. That was always awesome. Mm-hmm. 
even like if my even if my costume didn't require a gun, uh, I still wanted a cap gun. I was like, <laughs> oh, I'll get one. You know, that was always good. I never dressed up as a clown though. I always look back and think like I dressed up as so many things throughout the years, but I never dressed up as a clown. What were? Oh yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, what were some things you dressed up as? The, what stands out in my mind is that caveman's costume. That was really We've fun. talked about that. We've talked about yeah, that we on this podcast. we talked about that in one of our episodes. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty hysterical. But uh, I like the, uh, remember there was one year, was it, there was one year where the man who was reading the Megillah made a big mistake. Uh, he had mispronounced one of the words or didn't read one of the words found out about it later. And so um, a lot of us at the show had to come back for another Megillah reading. Just before, it was just before the Sa'uda. We said, well we'll, well, we'll come like an hour before the Sa'uda. That way, you know, we won't be having to go back and forth. Because uh, that year they were having the Purim Sa'uda and the show for everybody. And so we all sat down. And before he started, I forgot, one of a couple people said to him, you mess up this time, we're going to lynch you. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Jeez. What was your first... But one, but one, of the, one thing I'm not about Purim, one of the challenges that I had as a mother of Purim, during Purim, is trying at least to get you kids when you wake up in the morning, at least to eat a decent breakfast. Oh, before yeah. Before you started... Time on all the candy and everything. And you know what? It wound up being a losing battle. It was like, it's poor. Don't even look at what they're eating. Forget it. It's the holiday season. And this <laughs> year it's going to be, uh, what's it called? It's going to be um, St. Patrick's Day too. Well, you, one of your, remember your brother, one of your brothers um, actually went to Dublin one year to see St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. And wow, it was very interesting. He said it was like a. Do we did we ever talk about this on one of our podcasts? I what? don't think so. Uh, St. Patrick's Day in Dublin. Oh no, he never did. Okay, so he was telling me that um, first of all, he says it's it's really a big international festival. He says there are people there from all over the world. He saw Israelis. In fact, he saw a group of uh, from Jewish boys from New York that came. He says people from all walks of life come from all corners of the of the world to come to Dublin for St. Patrick's Day. And he said the and the festivities start. Um, he sent me a video. I remember I was um uh I was at work and he sent me a video while I was at work showing me what was going on. He says the the partying and the carousing start eight o'clock. All the bars are open. And I don't know if it's if it's free open bar or not. It's probably but he says not. All the bars, well, he says all the bars are open, and there's bands playing in all the bars, and the part it goes from eight o'clock at night to ten o'clock the next morning. He said the um, most. Of, he said they they do play some Irish folk music, but when he sent me the videos, the majority of the music that they play is really American, American rock music. And one of the videos he sent me was two o'clock in the morning and they were playing Sweet Caroline. Oh, and gosh. everybody in the bar was totally special. You hear people singing Sweet Caroline. Wop, wop, <laughs> wop. Well, he told me when he first got there to Ireland, 
he said, let's put it this way. They don't call these people the fighting Irish for nothing. He saw two Irishmen get into a fight. And he said he saw one Irishman hit the other so hard, the guy fell on the sidewalk. And let's put it this way. I think he would, I think he needed brain surgery after that. Wow. So when you're, now your brother is no wimp. I mean, we know he was in, um, he was in like, you know, he was in one of the elite forces of one of the armies. I'm not, I'm not going to say which. But yeah, yeah, whatever. He was in, but, you know, he's no wimp. He's, uh, he took, yeah, we got it. He took karate, Krav Maga. He's no yeah. news and stuff. After he saw that, he said he decided that there was no way on the face of the earth he was going to get into any fights with any Irishman. He would avoid them at all costs. So he said later on that night, he was sitting at the bar and this very pretty girl comes over and she sits next to him and she starts to talk to him. Well, this Irishman comes over to him and says to me, says, I mean, it says to him, hey, mate, that's Miguel. Your brother said he stood up, he put his hands up and said, yes, sir, and walked away. Oh, wow. He said later on, there was a group of yeshiva boys that had come there from New York. And he said there were some Irishmen that started up with them. So these yeah, yeshiva boys said to these yeah, they said to they said to the Irish boys, you want to take this outside? And the Irish boys said, sure. And your, your brother tried to stop them. He he got a hold of these boys because don't do this. He says, you don't know what you're getting yourself into. Don't do this. He said, don't go out there. Don't fight with these guys. You know, it's not worth it. And these young yeshiva boys said, ah, come on, we can handle ourselves. Yada, yada. Well, your brother said 15 minutes later, when these boys came back into the bar, broken noses, um, black eyes. <laughs> it was, oh gosh. Yeah, that's, I, I, same here. I mean, I had my own experience dealing with, you know, fights here and there in Israel and things like that. And like, I don't know, certain things I, I walked away from, like this one guy had a machete and he was swinging it like crazy. Ooh. And I was like, oh, I'm not dealing with that. I, I walked away. Luckily, the cops came and and, yeah. and cut the guy down. The other thing is, you know, and I think people outside of the Jewish community and people outside of Israel don't understand that there's certain types of police called Yasamnikim who their whole job is to bust heads. They don't care who Ooh. you are, literally. They do not care. You are in an area and they need to go ahead and disperse the crowd and you're near there. They will crack your head open. No questions about it. And they literally don't care who you are. Mm. Um, yeah. As a matter of fact, there was this one video that came about, uh, I think earlier this week, there was this there. I think it looked like it was this Arab or Palestinian girl who was fighting these Isamnikim and the Isamnikim, like they just grabbed her and just started beating her and then throwing her to the side. And people were all up in arms and freaking out about it. And I'm like, these guys are Isamnikim. They don't care who you are they will beat you like this is serious stuff you know Ooh. like I, I remember one time there was a there was um there was a, a fight going on and i was i was a little bit involved and just trying to like calm the peace and i saw the asomicum show up once they were there i, I booked it i wasn't gonna waste my time because they're not gonna question the seeker <laughs> who started or what's going on whoever's there mm -hmm. is gonna get their head, head cracked in Oh my gosh! Do these guys wear special uniforms? I mean, can you tell uh, yeah. who they are before they before they come? Yes, yes, they wear they. It's funny we joke around about it because 
they ride in mopeds two per moped so one person's riding the other one is holding the other per, uh, holding the other person um and they they wear um they wear this gear called spider gear and they wear oh. and they have um helmets on they have regular motorcycle helmets on oh so gosh. they're called so some people call them spider cops but in hebrew they call you something <laughs> and they oh will mess gosh. you up they, oh that is no God. joke man yeah you just That's, stay away from them man they, they, what kind of men they must they must look for these guys with a special mentality to fill these this particular role <laughs> I, I don't know if this, any of this is true and people can you know comment and let me know if this is true or not but I heard that they they take some of the guys who are a little bit rough around the edges that have like a rough background and they're uh -huh. the ones that they use, but that could be just like an old wives tale. They probably have like a whole elite force and they probably have people that like, you know, pass all these mental tests and whatnot, you know, and they're probably pretty, very normal, totally fine. They just have this job where there's no, I, I I don't, I don't know. This is just, stuff, this is just stuff that I've seen and observed and what I've mm -hmm. been told if I'm wrong, like, please mm -hmm. correct me, you know? Um, but from what I, what I was told that they have pure immunity, basically, um, pretty much that they can, they can do whatever they, they need to in order to, you know, take care of a crowd. And they're well, usually the idea, Well, the idea of getting, of taking, basically a thug, a street thug, putting a uniform on him and sending him out is not a unique idea. It's not, a, it's, that's what Hitler did with the SS. The SS were, the test for being in the SS, I don't know if you heard about this, was they were given a puppy. Yeah, I, right? I don't think, I don't think Ima, Ima, stop, please stop. Yeah. Stop, okay. I don't think talking about the SS, talking about the Israeli government is something you want to talk about in comparison. No, but I'm talking about I know, taking but that's just, a street no, thug and putting I, I, a uniform and giving him a job. I just, like I, I understand that, but I don't think that's a good concept yeah. to talk about. I don't think you should be doing okay. that. Okay. Okay. I will not do that then. If you don't yeah. need to do that, I will not do Thank that. You. Okay. Thank you. Okay. That's okay. Um, like, let's lighten up the conversation a little bit. Well, I, I, I was, what was, fun, was interesting though was I saw in the news that the Ukrainian government is telling uh, pri Ukrainian prisoners that if the ones are able to fight, that they're the ones that they'll they'll release them and, and put them in the military, like that's that's what's happening right now. Say that again. Yep, the Did Ukrainian government uh -huh. is basically on. I guess um, I, I I'm trying to under I'm trying to yeah trying to I get this. The Ukrainian government basically says that prisoners with combat experience will be released to join the fight against Russia. Prisoners with combat experience. Yes. Yeah, like we were talking about. Yes. The idea. <laughs> yes, but like, again, I, I was <laughs> just trying to stick with a certain path yes. and just, you kind of uh, take it and run a different way. And I'm trying to yeah. get you back onto the, well, the thought, oh, by the way, the my, thought um, process. Yeah, my, gra my grandfather's uh, old town was mentioned in one of the news reports oh yeah what, what's the old town yeah mariupol oh mariupol that sounds yes. very yes it, it was mentioned it was mentioned on a news report i said wow it's still there uh so i i wasn't sure if we had family in ukraine i know we had family in hungary and poland and austria 
No, that well, your father's side, I think, was um, in Russia too, right? Yeah, uh, Tati's side wasn't. Uh, I think, I think, Bobby Donna's side was the Ukraine. Come to think of it, yeah. Okay. And his father's side was uh, Austria and Premischland, like Austria-Hungary. Yeah, come to think of it, right? Um, my family was, of course, um, you know, um, what is. You know, today, uh, Northern Poland was at that time Northern considered Northern Russia and um, Ukraine and perhaps Hungary, we're not sure. But they were talking about um, like certain towns that um, they, were, they were just mentioning certain towns around Kiev that people were uh, where people were fleeing, uh, interviewing people. And they did mention Mariupol. Would you I mean. Not now, of course, but would you ever want to go to these old, you know, old Yiddish towns and just walk around them and kind of like reminisce? Well, I understand Mariupol is not uh, necessarily Yiddish. Mariupol is just, it's a regular, it's a regular, like small city outside of, yeah. I used to say Kiev, but they understand now that that was the Russian pronunciation. And now people to show solidarity with the Ukrainians are not pronouncing it Kiev, they're pronouncing it Kiev. 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 Yeah. Yes. Yes. Kiev. Okay. So, I don't know, we can light up the conversation. I know how to do it. I'll play the theme song again. There we go. Wonderful. Wonderful. And that concludes Music our episode. <laughs> Jeez, I hope everyone enjoyed the train wreck. Any questions or comments, please? <laughs> Leave it on our Facebook page or give us a call, ring, ring. I don't care. I'm not interested in any criticism. I refuse to be criticized. And you can't grow as a person. Yes, but I think I think it's worth the, uh, the sacrifice. Okay. All right. Whatever you need to do. All right, anyway, I love you. Have a good show. Love you, honey. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. You can find us on YouTube and Facebook at Jewish Boy Calls His Mother. I know you would like it, and my mother would too.